When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. So that game between the Kings and the Avalanche just about to get underway. Blue Jackets now taking it to the Canadians 5-1 late in the third. And the Rangers up 4-0 on the Flyers with just less than two minutes to go. The uh, Blue Jays lead the Yankees 4-3. That's in the bottom of the seventh. And that NBA tournament play-in game is going to be won by the Hawks. They are up 132-103 on the Hornets with six seconds left. Spurs and Pelicans will start in a few minutes. Great to have a couple members of your Edmonton Oil Kings on the show. Neighbors and Gunther, great personalities and uh, both great players. At Medicine Hat Friday, at Red Deer Saturday, regular season over, playoff start Thursday the 21st. And, of course, we are slowly, uh, I think we're just over a month away from CFL training camps. And uh, we did announce here today at 630 Shed that we will continue to be the play-by-play voice of your Edmonton Elks, which is pretty exciting. And I am pleased to welcome back to the show two offensive linemen for the Elks and both former U of A Golden Bears. First, we have David Beard on the line. David, how have you been? Hey, Reed. Doing well. How are you doing? I am doing quite well. And Mark Cordy is on the line as well, who's joined the Elks in free agency a few weeks ago. Mark, how are things with you? Good, Reed. Thanks for having me. Well, I really appreciate you guys checking in. Uh, What was the overlap again, uh, David? Was it one year you guys played together at the U of A? A couple years. Yeah, a couple years. First year together was 2013, then we uh, finished off in 2014. Okay, so two years together uh, with the U of A. And were you both both starters? Did you think about – I'll start with you, David. Like, did you think, well, this quarter guy's pretty good? Like, maybe he's going to be a pro someday as well? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, both uh, Mark and Justin Lawrence kind of came in uh, at the same time. So was the uh, Mark, what is it, the, the Grove Street Gang? Is that what it is? <laughs> That's right. Couple <laughs> first row guys. Um, it was awesome. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, they're uh, they're a couple studs. So I uh, truthfully, my first year playing with Mark was my first year playing O line as well. So. Okay. What does the Grocery Gang mean? Is can this story be told? Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, this was our, our little group of Spruce Grove guys um, that came out of, you know, we kind of all grew up at Elnicki, uh, Justin Lawrence, myself, handful of other guys grew up playing high school football together, and, and we had this little Grove Street, um, you know, little little persona that we had built up for ourselves over a couple of years and, and carried it into university as well, so kind of became a running joke over the years. Okay. It was called the Grocery Gang. The Grove Street Gang. Oh, Grove? I'm sorry. I thought you said grocery. <laughs> and I was like, what What the heck is that? Sorry, guys. I, I, that you heard the funny, De- Yeah. Well, you heard the Def Leppard song coming back from break. I, I, I listened to a lot of loud music when I was a kid, so the hearing's not what it used to be. 
So, hey, uh, man, I'll start. I'll start with Mark here. Um, you know, a little bit of self promotion that, that we that Chad's going to continue to broadcast the Elks games. Memories for you as a as a kid, either watching to or or listening to Double E games as as a kid. What was that relationship uh, uh, like for you with the team and and sort of uh, you know being a fan when you were young and getting pulled into the sport? Yeah, it was it was great. It was you know you kind of grew up watching the team, listening to the team um, through Chad. So whether it was you know the pre and post game show when we were going to games at Commonwealth and. Um, you know, hearing from fans both before and after the game. Um, or, you know, I grew up, my brother and I both played hockey, so when we're, you know, traveling to whatever small town in Alberta that week, um, listening to the game on the radio as we were driving um, was always was always just something that we, we became accustomed to, um, kind of from those Brian Hall days. Um, so to see that partnership continue through to today is is really special, and it's uh, it's a good memory to look back on for sure. Yeah, and again, David, I know that uh, occasionally you listen to uh, Inside Sports and Shed while you're out driving the, the tractor or, or working in the field. Was was that part of uh, your history as well? Well, I'd say more recent history, truthfully. Like, I, I wasn't, uh, I didn't grow up playing football like Mark did. I, I kind of picked it up uh, late in high school. Um, but, uh, yeah, as of, as of recently, I've been checking into your show all the time, especially when I'm on the, on the tractor in the field. So. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you guys something, and, and do not be afraid to answer this because, uh, you know, I've, inter- I've talked to you guys a lot over the years. Is it, when you, when you hear someone like me or, you know, Gregor or Stoff when he talks football or whoever, when you hear yourself and your team being talked about, do you get annoyed? Do you think like, oh, I didn't realize that's what this guy thinks? Did you ever want to say like, wait a minute, like that's that's not accurate? Like, uh, David, I'll start, start with you. Does that ever go through your head or, or do you block most of it out? No, not really. I mean, I think the interesting, the, the thing that really piques my interest is, is knowing, having the inside scoop, being in a locker, being on the field, knowing what is actually going on and then... Um, not that it's a, not that it's wrong, but it it is uh, it is truly an outsider's view. It's a it's a public perspective, um, and that is sometimes just as important. Um, and so I've I've come to actually appreciate it because truthfully, early on, I was like, oh, what are you guys talking about? They don't know, they don't know what they're talking about. They're missing all the all the details, change the change the spin. But um, I've actually come to appreciate it a lot more. So I would say uh, it's it's actually pretty sweet. So. Yeah, and what about you, Mark? And like, you're in an interesting situation because everybody's excited that that you join the Elks, and but you know what it's going to be like if you have an off game, it's gonna, it's going to be talked about as well. How much attention do you pay to that kind of stuff? Yeah, I think you know what I think. I think Dave hit it on the head. I think every every player goes through a similar journey of coming in, and they, you know, when you hear people talking about the team. Um, you know, they want to think that, okay, you know, no, it's not like that. I have a different perspective. And then you grow to appreciate it over time. Um, and sometimes that, you know, that feedback can be difficult to hear, um, especially when things don't go well. But uh, you, you do come to appreciate it and you come to come to see the other side sometimes. And um, so it's always, it's always interesting to hear that outsider perspective and, and pair that up with what you're seeing on a day-to-day basis. Um, always interesting to, to listen to, and you definitely do grow an appreciation for it over time. Yeah, yeah. The the one thing, and and I hope I stick with this. I probably don't always, but 
And I know from doing Oilers games, you know, sometimes we'll get a call and say, well, you can tell they don't get along or there must be a cancer in the locker room. And I'm always reluctant to say that because I'm not in there and I, I don't want to sit there and say this guy doesn't get along with this guy. If there's a fight on the sidelines or on the bench between teammates, okay, that's that's different. You know, I feel comfortable commenting on performance and play calls and, you know, winning streaks and, and losses and all that kind of stuff. But I, I think you're right. There's, there's a lot going on in the dressing room that uh, – that we're never gonna never gonna see for sure. Uh, how far, how far are we away from camp, Mark? How how are you getting ready for things here? Yeah, I think we're we're just under a month out from camp now. So um, certainly the excitement is is building. Um, you know, starting to you know get get. It's just sort of the emotion is starting to come back. Of you know the weather's changing. It feels like footballs are on the corner. Um, you know, just when you go out about town. So um, that training does adapt um, as we get closer to camp. But, you know, really for me right now, it's it's just starting to all become become real and that we're really on the doorstep of this thing and just excited to get into camp and get started on things. And, and what about for you, for you, David? And I know you got a, a, a relative, uh, I know you had a baby recently. I can't remember the age now, but uh, you've been juggling yeah. a lot. How has all that been going? Yeah, it's been going good. We we had our third uh, third little one, little girl. Her name is Claire. She was born at the beginning of February, so we're pretty pretty happy to have her here. Um, the I the way I describe this kind of this kind of period right now is kind of winding down. Uh, we've had quite a little routine going. I've been kind of working on an apprenticeship in the off season uh, for electrical, and then that coupled with family and workouts has been uh yeah more than busy so it's kind of nice to kind of dial it back now and uh start to pare down and basically exclusively camp prep and season prep so it's uh it's gonna be pretty sweet here in the next few weeks kind of starting to trickle back into the field and um yeah shift your focus from off season to in season so it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty awesome i just called mark what was it a day or two ago there buddy and uh, we were just talking about how excited we were. And, yeah, how about itches? The itches are real. <laughs> on the field, so. so I'm always curious, and, and uh, well, David, you'll, you'll probably especially know this because y- you can tell from that I like football. I like, like, the one thing I really love about football is there are, are set plays, and there are so many things that, you know, we, we want to do this and this is how we're going to line up, but yet there are so many little adjustments along the way. And that's what I find fascinating. So when the offensive linemen come off the field and some, you know, often they'll sit in the, in the group of five along the bench and, you know, towel off, like, what are you guys talking about beyond just maybe rest and recover? Is it okay? We got to tweak this. Is it, I'm mad at this ref. Like, tell me, David, what conversations happen there on the sideline? Well, it's been pretty um, pretty repetitive in, in Edmonton, um, but it, it's basically um, dialing in tendencies, uh, starting to keep track of what we're seeing in terms of fronts, in terms of combos, what kind of game, like twist games we'll, we'll see, um, what kind of mistakes we're making, how we can fix them. It's all in-game adjustments. It's, it's everything from technique to scheme to um, moves, effort from opponents, you name it. It's, we do absolutely everything we can um, with all the information that we have at that point of game. So obviously early on, we have every single token on the table in terms of analyzing personnel and technique. Um, and then by the end of the game, we basically have a whole game's worth of information and intel to be able to dissect uh, tendencies going into 
yeah, the last quarter or whatever it is, last drive. So. so, so Mark, then a lot of times when we see a game on TV and the quarterback is on the sidelines, he's he's talking to the offensive coordinator. I mean, it seems like the head coach or the offensive coordinator will spend a lot of time with the quarterback but if an old lineman notices or says look like like these guys on the d line on the like they can't stop us like like do you guys go to the oc does the the offensive line coach take that information how does that all get communicated in the in the fury of a football game yeah for sure that's always part of the the conversation on the sidelines and and every team has different ways that they operate whether um, players will take that right to the offensive coordinator, coordinator, head coach, or if they'll take that to the offensive line coach, and then he'll pass it on. Um, but yeah, those are all things we talk about. Of you know, maybe we're moving, we're able to move one particular player well. Um, maybe we're seeing a certain defense that we think a play will work against. Um, you know, generally, yeah, players will bring that up, and and then that's that's part of what makes good offensive coordinators is is what they do with that information. Um, to you know, to call plays effectively and and get us in the right position. I guess you got to be pretty sure about it though, because if you suggest something and doesn't work, maybe they're not gonna, <laughs> they're not going to take your advice again. <laughs> yeah, there's there's an art to knowing knowing when and what to suggest, and and definitely don't be wrong. It's the best rule. <laughs> Here's some <laughs> advice for life from uh, from Mark Cordy. Don't be wrong. Mark Cordy and David Beard from the Edmonton Elks offensive line joining us tonight on Inside Sports. Well, there's a bit of a theme today in this city, guys. From last night's Oilers game, you probably know where I'm going with this. Uh, has there? Have you guys ever experienced an obscene gesture in a game you've <laughs> you've played it? Mark, I'll start with you. <laughs> I, uh, you know, fortunately, not not so much. Um, yeah, I'm thankful to to not have too much exposure to the obscene gestures. David. <laughs> You know, yeah, I haven't had to deal with that. I'm too busy, uh, too busy with my job to uh, have to deal with that or uh, be paying attention to that. So I'm sure I've missed one or two, but uh, definitely not that. How uh, much? That how much actual trash talking is there? Because Blake Dermott told me once that there's more trash talking the farther away you get from the football. Like, yeah. uh, like how how much actually happens between you guys and the D line? Is there much? Not for me, certainly not me. I am not the trash talker. I, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm 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 busy thinking and blabbing and pointing and all that kind of stuff. So I'm uh, I'm too busy to be trash talking. I got no trash talking skills anyway. So, <laughs> well, see, that's one thing I've learned. The offensive linemen are uh, among the smartest guys on the team, which I, I think we got to get <laughs> past this. That you guys are just big fat dummies that just push other people out of the way yeah you're one of the good ones Reed. appreciate that yeah oh no i yeah i i know how to keep my guests happy that's for sure so uh i i I had some fun here with a couple members of the edmonton oil king so i'll do the same thing uh do the same thing with you guys uh we'll say that uh we'll say that beard has to go first for for these ones um uh, so we'll start with David here, and then Mark can jump in. Just, just quick hitters. Uh, which, uh, which teammate do you think would make the best radio talk show host? Aaron Grimes. Always knows Mark. what to say. 
Um, okay. You know what? I'm looking forward to, to finding out in a few weeks. I'm sure we're going to have lots of talk in camp. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. sure we'll have, have plenty of talk going on. So we'll find out soon. Grimes would be good. He's been on this show. He's very well spoken. He's a, he's a good storyteller and he's very uh, very detailed. Which uh, which visiting locker room is the most unpleasant to visit? Ooh, do we do we really sell out the Leather James? <laughs> yeah, we do. Uh, Mon- Montreal, definitely the worst. Getting leaked on in the wet weather in the locker room. Oh, brutal. <laughs> Yeah, fans down in Montreal. It's uh, it's a great stadium, but that that visitor locker room is a is a tough break. Okay, I, I was I actually I actually wasn't expecting that. That's uh, the the roof actually leaks. Yeah, there's there's a few spots in that locker room where uh, in the wet weather, yeah, it'll be coming down. And better be careful where you put your bag. Okay, uh, uh, who who bench presses more, Beard or Cordy? Cordy. No hesitation. No, no hesitation. hesitation. I feel for you, Dave. I was going to vote for you, so maybe we're both in trouble here. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll, we'll bring the pain in the season. The, do, do guys, like, how serious do, do guys compete? Like, is there little, uh, like, show-off sessions when it comes to weightlifting? I'm sure there would be if we were training together. But, uh, but just with the team in general, do guys get into that during the season at all? Not to be boring, but not really. I mean, we're <laughs> but we're, we're getting our workouts in. We're we're uh, we're getting our quotas and that kind of stuff and staying in shape. But we're uh, yeah, not that's well, the first I, thing on my mind, anyways. Well, see, I'm glad I'm asked that because so many things that you see in movies or TV shows, they always show like the football players just maniacally pumping iron and trying to oh, outdo yeah. each other. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's all about the you got that hunger for competition and you get you get that out of you on the football field for practice and games but then yeah you're, you're kind of satisfied once it comes to uh the weightlifting session it's you get that competition come back in the off season usually so okay yeah. and I'll, I'll end one i'll end with one more and again david's going to go first what other position on the football field would you like to play for one series Mark, you know my answer already. You know. I do. <laughs> tight end. Tight end. Okay. That was my glory what? days from you there with Mark. That was my glory days. Yeah. And what would you try, Mark? I would I would try none of them. I have I have been given <laughs> shots at tight end. I've been thrown two passes in my CFL career and, and both of them have gone horribly. I there is one place for on the football field for me and it's an offensive line. Uh, don't embarrass me tell, putting me anywhere else. You got to tell us a story about the pass against Edmonton in Ottawa. Okay, so, going? yeah, my in my rookie year in the CFL, we are playing, uh, this is when I was playing for Ottawa Reed, um, playing against Edmonton, you know, against my hometown team, get a play drawn up for me. They say the first time we're in the red zone, we're going to throw you this pass. Um, so sure enough, you know, play comes up, we're on the four-yard line, we're going to throw, we got this play figured out, drawn up, um, and I, you know, the, the play is drawn up in a way that I have to catch the ball behind the line of scrimmage. Otherwise, it's a penalty. And sure enough, there I go, two yards in front of the line of scrimmage, catch the ball, spike it in the end zone, all excited, you know, penalty called back. And my, my dreams were slashed. Um, 
right there on the field and yeah. national television and everything. So um, that was. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to feel the embarrassment again, Reed. Uh, I I remember that play. I hate to tell you, but because uh, I was mad, I was mad, and then I was like, well, it's Cordy. Should I kind of be happy? <laughs> it didn't matter because it was it was called off. Hey guys, I'm out of time. Uh, again, we're happy to have Elks games on 6:30. Chad for the 29th season coming up. I wish you guys all the best. I know we'll talk down the road. That's David Beard and Mark Cordy. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Reed. Vladdy Jr., three home runs tonight. Jays lead the Yankees 6-3 in the eighth. 4.30 tomorrow, face-off show, game at 7. Oilers, Predators. Thanks to Dave Campbell, the producer of Inside Sports. Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer this evening. My name's Reed. That was fun. Talk to you later. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.